following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help. And on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, we have a variety of callers who will call into our program. And uh, it's hard to determine, you know, we try to figure out a demographic and that kind of thing, mm. the, our typical listener. Well, there are so many different uh, kinds of people, different backgrounds and even different uh, denominations and, and uh, of, of some of mainline kind of denominations that are, mm-hmm. I mean, gosh, here in Texas, they're just all <laughs> over the place, right? <laughs> on, every, right. on every corner. But, uh, but, and we're, and we're grateful for that. And, um, and sometimes there are some from that are not as popular, not as well known, maybe. And uh, one of those might be Jehovah's Witnesses. And so oh, yes. uh, I wonder if we could talk about that tonight and kind of that, uh, that group and that, that um, faith. Um, who are they? Who are they? Right. And, mm-hmm. Because they, they come to visit once in a while. Uh, most people have gotten a knock on the door. From I them. have. And mm-hmm. so, so what is it about Jehovah's Witnesses? What can you tell us? Well, it might be good to just present a background. Um, the organization of Jehovah's Witnesses, um, it's a religious organization that witnesses to others by distributing, they're called Watchtower Publications. That's with a capital W. That's an official term they use, Watchtower Publications, and uh, they distribute them door-to-door and by evangelizing with three primary messages. Number one, that Jehovah alone is God, not the Trinity. Uh, They would consider the Trinity a false doctrine. In other words, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Uh, no, only Jehovah. Um, that governments and other organized religions are corrupt. All governments and other organized religions are corrupt. And that the end of the world is imminent. Those are the primary messages And it was founded in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, by its first president, Charles Taze Russell, whose followers were called Russellites. That's at the inception. They were Russellites, as in Charles Taze Mm -hmm. Russell. And it was incorporated in the year 1884 under the name Zion Watchtower Society until 1931, at which time Watchtower Bible and Tract Society became the official title. And um, since 1931, the followers are referred to as Jehovah's Witnesses. Now, from 1955 to the year 2000, the main legal entity of the organization or the corporation was the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society of Pennsylvania. In the year 2000, the society completely reorganized its operations into three 
related nonprofit organizations. The Christian Congregation of Jehovah's Witnesses, that's one. Number two, the Religious Order of Jehovah's Witnesses. And number three, Kingdom Support Services, Incorporated. So since 1931, the Society has adopted the name Jehovah's Witnesses for their followers, that's official, with the headquarters in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, the movement is seen as the only organization on earth through which God works and speaks. It's very exclusive. Hmm. So that's the background. All right. Well, good. And uh, it's good to know that they're background and, and uh, some of the history there. So there are um, there are some things uh, as you look into um, and you said the founder was Charles Taze Russell um, mm-hmm. there and, and uh, he comes from a like, this is similar. It's reminding me of, of when we talked about uh, the Mormons, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that he was um, he was uh, unhappy, I guess, uh, unset, dissatisfied with with uh, religion as it was going on around him, mm-hmm. and looking for something. Well, he was actually a Congregationalist. Mm-hmm. Um, he was considered um, uneducated, uh, an uneducated Congregationalist who rejected the biblical doctrine of hell and eternal punishment. And he became associated with the uh, Second Adventists uh, there, that, like, sometimes you'll hear um, uh, Seventh-day Adventists. Right, right. Well, this was Second Adventists, but rejected the biblical doctrine of Christ's visible return. And so he became a pastor of the Bible study group, although he was never ordained. But he was seen as uh, by by his followers as, as the sole dispenser of truth, and he, above all others, was given the sole position as quote the wise and faithful servant, as mentioned in Matthew twenty four, verse forty five, and uh, I, I could read that later because that's a big deal. That. struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches, and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life. June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. We'll protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. 
That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They're truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. Welcome back to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver, and uh, we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. And uh, we have uh, keys for living on the topic we're talking about tonight. And the Jehovah's Witnesses, you can talk to our customer support team and ask them, for those resources by name. Again, it's the Jehovah's Witnesses Keys for Living, and they'll help you to get that into your hands. Now, if you would like to speak with June about a situation going on in your life on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, maybe it's some uh, question about a uh, about re- religion or some other faith. Uh, you, we can uh, talk about that. Maybe it's a relationship issue you have or anything else that is on your mind you'd like to get some insight, some direction on. Just call us at 800 800- Night 17, that's 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7, and uh, we'd like to have a conversation with you about uh, what questions you have and uh, when you'd be available to talk to us on the program here on Hope in the Night. We do have availability coming up in the next few days. We'd like to hear from you and make you a part of the program here. So the number again, 800-Night-17, that's 800-644-4817. Well, Jen, getting back to this uh, discussion of Charles Taze Russells, we're talking about the founder of the Jehovah's Witnesses, that you said there is a verse that he referred to himself as uh, this position of the, the, quote, wise and faithful servant, which comes from Matthew 24. Well, it's uh, very specific, and uh, those who are part of Jehovah's Witnesses, they do consider him this wise and faithful servant mentioned in Matthew 24, Verse 45, who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of the servants of his household to give them their food at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. That would be like Jesus when he returns, if if that's the interpretation. I tell you the truth. He will put him in charge of all his possessions. In other words, he is in charge of everything. This mm. Charles Taze Russell. Okay. And so it's just helpful to know that if they refer to that wise and faithful servant, it's they only identify Charles Russell as that person. Okay. Now you mentioned also the a uh, couple of things the the Watchtower. 
a tract or a magazine that I've seen, you know, I've had them handed to me. They've been in my mail- mailbox. Mm-hmm. I've seen them in doctor's offices, that kind of thing. But also somebody had handed me a copy of uh, the a very specific translation of, of the Bible that was Jehovah's Witnesses. And so what I wonder, what are some of those publications? Um, explain those to, to us and uh, what are the, the things that they, they hold dear? I'll just mention a few. Mm-hmm. There's something called The Watchtower, and it's a magazine like what you're referring to, uh, used to instruct the public in Jehovah's Witnesses' doctrine. Um, the other one I'll mention specifically is that it's called the New World Translation. Um, this is the Watchtower's own translation of the Bible containing numerous um, controversial passages to support the society's uh, doctrines. Now, I'm, I'm going to mention a couple. Well, let me mention one thing. There's There were several, con, uh, I'll say controversies in court. A Canadian pastor uh, published a pamphlet against Charles Russell uh, and basically was communicating there were deviant doctrines. As a result, Russell, Charles Russell, sued Reverend J.J. Ross for libel. And on the witness stand, Russell testified to knowing the Greek alphabet. Now, under further cross-examination, he was... Well, he was told to interpret something in Greek, but he couldn't do it. And this is all in a court case, Russell versus Ross, 1913. Um, and under further cross-examination, uh, Russell admitted, well, that he, quote, might make a mistake on some of them. And then finally he testified that he was not familiar with the Greek language, even though part of his statement for his interpretations in the New World Translation was that he knew Greek and he was correcting wrong theology that had previously existed. Speaking of court cases, um, Charles was uh, selling Charles Russell sold miracle wheat seeds, hmm. miracle wheat seeds, say, uh, saying that uh, they produced five times uh, more wheat than any other seeds. And this claim was challenged in court. And he sued the, Bro- the Brooklyn Daily Eagle for libel. This is uh, in January 1913, not only did he lose the libel suit, but his miracle wheat also was proven inferior, not five times superior. Hmm. Now, what about that? Um, There were moral and legal rulings, others that um, were against the founder, Charles Russell, the founder of Jehovah's Witnesses, and many 
believed it casts a dark shadow on the credibility of Charles Russell and his new religion. I think the issue is if you consider the biblical standards of a church leader as being above reproach, well, because of these, uh, his failing to uh, be able to even say that, because he had said that he knew Greek, and yet now, then you find out on a, the, the stand uh, in a court of law, he was not able to do this. The problem with that is you've got First Timothy 3, uh, which describes church leadership. The overseer must be above reproach, self-controlled, respectable, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well. And by the way, he went through a divorce. Um, um, his wife separated from him, and there were claims there, and he had to pay 6000 some odd dollars. Um, and that's a lot of money at, for that time uh, in history. Um, he must manage his own, his own family well. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of the churches, of, of God's church? Uh, he must also have a good reputation with outsiders so that he will not fall into disgrace. All of that is found in 1 Timothy 3, verses 2 through 7. Mm-hmm. So I think there are some problems um the the credibility issue is uh a major component uh for evaluating is this uh a a religion that is blessed by god yeah well good good thanks for for um talking about those and and especially the the publications and then some of the, the history there of, of Charles Russell. Uh, I wonder there is, as there often is in, in other faiths that we will talk about here, that there's a terminology that we might hear and we might think that we understand what they mean by those, but they're, they're often in a different context or a different definition altogether mm-hmm. using same same kind of words that we might use uh, and, and uh, in kind of more common mainline uh, denominations or of our faith that that, what about um, uh, I hear this term about uh, disfellowshipping of Mm -hmm. people or or even shunning well I met uh, a woman um, who started coming to our ministry just to learn the Bible and uh, it was painful to her because it, not not coming to us to learn the Bible, but she had been a Jehovah's Witness, and she had been disfellowshipped. Mm. I didn't know why, but it was painful because none of her children uh, were allowed to have any contact with her. Um, this is punishment. Uh, for disobedience of watchtower rules and regulations. And it results in what otherwise can be known as excommunication. Baptized members who are disfellowshipped are no longer allowed to talk 
with current members, even including their own family members. So I just remember that uh, when I, I know that in this particular uh, religion, uh, the disfellowshipping is a significant issue to them. Yes. Another term, um, many people know the, the word Jehovah hmm. yes. uh, as, as God. Now, the only true name for God, they would say, is Jehovah. The issue that I'm going to bring up here is the Trinity of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is considered a false doctrine uh, to the thought that Jesus would be divine is considered false. And there's some other terms. There's um, the, the one distinctive aspect of uh, their teaching is that there's this elite group of 144,000. Now, if you know about the book of Revelation, the 144,000 are mentioned, and those are, are de defined as 10,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. Um, and it's very specific. These are Jewish uh, they they are have a Jewish heritage. Now, instead, this elite group of 144,000, they say would be those who live in heaven and reign with Christ. This group is believed to be the spiritual Israel, as uh, the prophecies of the Old Testament and New Testament are being fulfilled through them. So instead of having the identity that are, is described in the book of Revelation of being 10,000 from each of the tribes, um, instead they now are saying they are, the 144,000 are that group. They're also called the little flock or the anointed class or the heavenly class. And I will say that by 1930, the 144,000 names were complete. In other words, that's it. So the acting president announced that uh, he received enlightenment, that there would be other sheep, and I'll explain. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as precious and beloved to Him? So many of us have a distorted image of God, that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you believe. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular 31-day devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. You will gain biblical insight to help embrace the life-changing truth of the identity you have through your relationship with Jesus Christ. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night, and we give praise to God for how it has been used by Him to change so many lives for so many years. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes, for yourself or for a loved one at junehunt.org. That's junehunt.org. 
We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we appreciate your prayers and support of this ministry. It means so much to us. Uh, If you would like to give to support this ministry of Hope for the Heart, just go to hopefortheheart.org slash givehope, and we thank you for that. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central, and they'll help you to get access to whatever resources of ours would be best for you. We do have uh, some of our materials online uh, on our website that would be helpful for you if you can go there. Those are free resources, Uh, plenty of uh, those to choose from there. Just go to hopefortheheart.org, and you'll find a a tab that says free resources. You'll find uh, lots of information, many topics there. Now, we have over 100 of our keys for living. Those are fuller treatments of any uh, of over 100 topics that are giving uh, biblical hope and practical help on uh, so many issues, and you'll want to check those out too. Uh, go to the same place there at hopefortheheart.org store, or you can talk to customer support, and they'll help point you in the right direction for uh, any of those resources. Now, if you'd like to call them, the number again, 800-488-HOPE, and you can ask for the keys for living on Jehovah's Witnesses by name. If this is interesting to you tonight and you'd like to get more information or just have that at your fingertips, uh, you can get that from customer support. Again, that's 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Well, June, you mentioned this uh, spiritual Israel that Jehovah's Witnesses uh, look to and that they uh, they refer to as uh, the this group of uh, 144,000 who will live in heaven, uh, reign with Christ. And so t- tell us a little more about that. Well, I think it's significant, at least it's significant to me, because um, the acting president announced that the enlightenment he received from Jehovah was that other sheep that were not of this fold, meaning there's these 144,000 Jehovah's Witnesses, they have their names, their slots for every single one of them. And by the time there were... And, and if they began, this class began... Uh, among Jesus' disciples first. So the the 144,000 slots, meaning their names, 
were filled in 1930. So what are you going to do? See, because they had um, they had prophecies assuming that the end of the world was coming much earlier, and yet those prophecies were not filled, meaning they were not fulfilled. And so uh, they didn't expect, I'm sure, that the year 1930 would take place. Mm. But um, the, the point is uh, they said that those other names would, instead of being in heaven, they would inherit, quote, paradise earth, provided that they remain faithful and they come to Jehovah's Organization for Salvation. So, a name could be put there um, of a live person, but if that person did not remain a part of Jehovah's Witnesses, then that slot, if you will, would be available for uh, someone else. And um, I think if you look very specifically at Revelation 7, uh, beginning in verse 3 through verse 8, you see, and I'll just read uh, a little bit. Then I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 from all the tribes of Israel. From the tribe of Judah, 12,000 were sealed. From the tribe of Reuben, 12,000. From the tribe of Gad, Gad, 12,000, and it goes on to the, to all of those that would add up to uh, the 145,000, ending with, from well, from the tribe of Joseph, 12,000, from the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000. That's very specific, but now they said that they, Jehovah's Witnesses instead, are the 145,000. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, so a little different uh, terminology. And like, as I said, it, many times we use the same words, but we mean something completely different. Yes. Well put. Well put. So uh, there are then characteristics that, that uh, delineate um, beliefs that will vary from uh, Orthodox Christianity uh, from in Jehovah's Witnesses. And uh, yes. I like that you set this out in an acrostic because these, uh, these, uh, the beliefs or the uh, belief varies, V-A-R-I-E-S, and you've laid it out here. So the V of varies would be virgin birth. And so what's different about Jehovah's Witnesses' idea? Well, l- let me explain. When I was first working with uh, the concept of cults, um, every cult varies from what would be considered Orthodox Christianity in doctrine. And I, I remember thinking, but I'm not sure I know what the, the cardinal doctrines are. And um, so I did my research. Mm-hmm. And so I did this, as you said, this acrostic, V-A-R-I-E-S, for it varies from Orthodox Christianity. Uh, so the doctrine of the virgin birth is a non-negotiable. The doctrine of 
the atonement where God became man. The resurrection is the R. The I is the incarnation. Uh, the E is eschatology, meaning the study of future events um, that have not taken place yet. And then uh, the last is scripture. There's only one scriptural standard. So uh, you asked about the virgin birth. Yes. Well, um, the Bible says the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. It's Isaiah 7, verse 14. Jehovah's Witnesses admit Jesus was born of a virgin, but maintain he is not God. Um, Jesus was born by God's holy power. They believe that the Holy Spirit is just an active force, not a member of the Trinity. But they do believe he was born of a virgin. So that would not be a total, that would not be a deviation. Okay. All right. And so the A of varies is atonement. Well, this is uh, huge. Uh, In uh, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, the Bible says, It is by grace, meaning a gift you don't deserve, it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Well, Jehovah's Witnesses admit to the penalty uh, for sin was paid by Christ's blood. But salvation is not by grace alone according to uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. It must be accompanied by good works, Bible study, witnessing, and association with the watchtower. Uh, the Bible, and that, that part of that is, or I'll give an actual quote, a person's final salvation is not determined at the moment that he begins to put faith in Jesus. So there has to be the works, even though Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says it's not that we're saved, not by works, but according to Jehovah's Witnesses, it must be not just the faith in Christ, but it must be by works. Mm -hmm. All right. And so another very important doctrine of Orthodox Christianity is the resurrection. What's the difference there in Jehovah's Witnesses? Well, do you remember when... Jesus, um, after he was crucified on the cross, then he appeared to to hundreds of people. Hmm. And um, he said in Luke 24, Look at my hands and my feet. It is Hmm. I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as you (laughs) see I have. Jehovah's Witnesses do not believe that Jesus was raised from the dead in his physical body. Uh, He was recreated as a spirit that appeared to the disciples in a number of bodily forms. 
and he continued to maintain his original identity as, listen to this, Michael the Archangel. Hmm. You see, they say that he started, he began as Michael the Archangel, and now he has taken his original identity as Michael the Archangel. That's very different from what we read in the Bible. And so that relates to, to the next one. The eye of varies is the incarnation, the idea that Jesus took on flesh and, uh, mm-hmm. and dwelt among us. So, so that's actually, in their idea, Michael the Archangel? Well, Jehovah's Witnesses do not believe that Jesus is God. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge. Um, he is not God the Son, um, who came as a son on earth. Uh, instead, as I said, he is a created being who is actually Michael the Archangel. And um, yet, if you read in Hebrews 1, verses 1 through 5, uh, you see that uh, he is called, uh, the, the what part of the scripture says, the Son meaning Jesus, is the radiance of mm. God's glory and the yes. exact representation of his being, uh, sustaining all things by his powerful word, etc. And, and it's a powerful passage in Hebrews 1, the first five verses, to see how that's laid out there. But they instead would just say he's Michael the archangel. All right. And so their eschatology, meaning that end times... What's the mm-hmm. idea there? Well, since inception, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses has taught that Armageddon has always been imminent and uh, just around the corner. And although many prophetic dates were announced, these dates have come and gone with the years. And I can uh, detail those, or I'll do it later. Um, Jehovah's Witnesses do not believe that Jesus will turn, return in, in bodily form, but that he already returned in 1914 in invisible form and is ruling as a king on earth through the Watchtower Society. They don't believe that in the existence of eternal hell uh, at death, every person is annihilated except the 144,000 witnesses who go to heaven. And then now it's been added the other obedient sheep who remain in soul sleep until they inhabit paradise earth. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. 
your story might bless someone else's life. The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They are truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart. Well, if you have any questions about the program, specifically the topic of Jehovah's Witnesses tonight, we'd like to help you to get some information into your hands. If there's something that uh, piques your interest here and you'd like to learn more, you'd like to have that information in your hands, you can call customer support. They're at 800-488-HOPE. Anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help you get that. Uh, we have uh, keys for living on this topic of Jehovah's Witnesses. You can talk to them about getting that uh, for yourself. Now, their number again, 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. You can also email them at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. That's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. And ask your questions there. They'll be happy to hear from you and to get back in touch very quickly. Well, in June, we continue here from uh, some of the characteristics of the Jehovah's Witnesses, the doctrinal beliefs that vary from Orthodox Christianity. You've laid out a, an acrostic that is varies, V-A-R-I-E-S. That we left off in the S, and I don't want to kind of leave that cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. we have the S, and that stands for Scripture. What's different there? Jehovah's Witnesses do admit that the Bible is the Word of God, but they claim that all Orthodox translations are distorted. Okay. Therefore, they have their own Bible called the New World Translation of Holy Scripture. And uh, they declare that that is the only reliable version. It contains approximately... 300 mistranslations to support their doctrine. Um, Again, Charles Russell claimed to know Greek, but then when he was on the stand, he admitted that he did not know Greek. And so he said he was correcting that which was in error. And uh, so that was part of the problem. Um, They do not believe the Bible is sufficient as authority for Christian doctrine. Um, And there's um, a Watchtower publication uh, 
that has huge impact in terms of that's what they they look to mm-hmm. is the Watchtower publications. And uh, yet I think it's important to understand uh, in Revelation 22, beginning in verse 18, I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds anything to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes words away from this book of prophecy, God will take away from him his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. Um, In other words, we are not to tamper with and change um, the word of God. Now, that doesn't mean you cannot have paraphrases. That's not the issue. But they just say that theirs is the only um, legitimate Bible, Mm -hmm. if you will. And uh, so be aware, if they're reading from their their Watchtower Bible, um, it will have new it's called the new world translation and therefore um if they are doing presenting a passage to you uh, it can be helpful for you to have your own bible there to see if it is in sync with what um or or if it deviates yes from the sacred word of god as we know it yeah i've actually done that and and uh, and when talking with Jehovah's Witness and have noticed that it's not it's not whole sentences whole passages that might be off or that might be taken out or or added but it's sometimes just a word that's that's mm-hmm. different that you know in certain sentences the context can change the whole meaning and uh, that's that's often what what we see in there yeah instead of saying god with the capital G, they can have a lowercase g, a God. That's and a, that's very different. In, in John chapter 1, that's the one I was thinking about. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned that uh, because of their um, idea that the Bible is an insufficient source of authority, that the Watchtower uh, uh, magazines are, are just as authoritative, really, they have some practices that are different. Uh, that that come from those Watchtower publications, especially so some forbidden practices that they have based on mm-hmm. what they believe, and and many people have heard some of these. But what what are some of these uh, that that are just forbidden to them? I remember saying to someone, "Happy birthday," because hmm. I knew uh, it was that man's birthday. Well, I did not know that uh, he was. A Jehovah's Witness, or I didn't know the teaching. And um, so I'll just mention a number of things. Um, Belonging to any political party is not allowed. Holding elective office would not be allowed. Pledging allegiance to the flag, um, specifically it could be of the United States of America. Serving jury duty, serving in the military singing the national anthem, uh, voting in elections, um, 
Jehovah's Witnesses believe that when Satan offered Jesus control of the governments of the world, he had authority over those governments. Yet, Romans chapter 13 states that the governing authorities had been established by God himself. And so, they, well, so, so everyone, the Bible says, everyone must submit to the governing authorities. And uh, there's no authority except that which God has established. I, I think the issue is, um, is a very different view of, of patriotism or as what would be practices that most people, uh, most citizens of their country would naturally perform. Mm. They also view as corrupt um, associating with disfellowshipped Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, which I mentioned earlier, attending church services that would not be uh, conducted by a Jehovah's Witness, uh, even like a, a funeral, uh, joining the YMCA or YWCA, close associations with Christians are not allowed, or other false worshipers, uh, except for the purpose of just winning them over. Um, they view as pagan, as I mentioned earlier, um, celebrating birthdays, celebrating holidays, such as Christmas, New Year's Day, uh, celebrating Mother's Day or Father's Day. Uh, I remember there was a, a man, his, his wife um, became extremely ill, and um, there was a question as to whether she would need a blood transfusion. Well, that is disallowed totally. These are forbidden practices, and it, it's helpful to know that <clears throat> if you're seeking to uh, interact with someone, you don't want to accidentally um, do something that they would uh, be horrified. This right. this this husband, um, he said, well, if, if she has to die, she dies, but she will not have a blood transfusion. I think um, it's imperative to understand they strongly believe uh, in their doctrines and especially not, for example, uh, I'm going to mention this. I had taught on this topic one day and um, a, a co-worker worked directly with me on developing our keys on Jehovah's Witnesses. And she called me the next day, which was a Sunday, um, and said, June, June, where is that scripture uh, that was uh, the, the key verse? Um, and I said, well, um, it's 1 John 5, 13. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know you have eternal life. 
I, she said, I need that because I have Jehovah's Witnesses here. And they said that um, there is no such thing as being able to know you have eternal life. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, yes, the Bible says that you can know you have eternal life. Where is it? And so I said, First John 5, 13. And so she went and shared that scripture. Again, I write these things that you may know you have eternal life. First John 5, 13. And so then they were surprised. It was a couple and a young couple. And so they took our material mm. that I had just taught on Jehovah's Witnesses. Now, they weren't supposed to do that based on the hierarchy, the, the leaders, um, but they did because they saw, oh, the Bible says, I write these things that you may know you have eternal life, and yet they were being told you can't know you have eternal life. And so uh, it was fascinating. Now, the next week, the big guns came yes. back to her door, and um, uh, several uh, people wanted to talk with her to set her straight. So um, I'm just letting you know that sometimes if you use Scripture and know what Scriptures to use, which at another time we can detail, because that's one of the fascinating things to present uh, is Scripture, because they will use Scripture. But um, it, So let, let me close with this. There is... A wrong belief, we call it the root cause of, of concern, uh, a wrong belief that they have. And it is my only hope of attaining eternal life or my or eternal security on paradise earth is by diligently obeying the teachings of and the doctrines of the Watchtower organization. That is a wrong belief. The right belief, and that's, I'm saying that based on the Bible, the right belief is my heavenly hope is eternally secure through my personal relationship with Jesus Christ, God the Son. The Bible says, now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. That's John 17, verse 3. And it's the Apostle Thomas, doubting Thomas, who said to Jesus, My Lord and my God, when he saw him in the flesh with the nail prints in his hands, John 20, verse 28, he declared, and initially he was a skeptic, but then he said, My Lord and my God. We have keys for living on this topic of Jehovah's Witnesses called a counterfeit kingdom or not. And that is available as you get in touch with customer support. If you'd like to get your very own copy, you can do that. The number is 800-488-HOPE. You can call them anytime, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. Now, if you'd like to give to keep this, uh, these resources going out to uh, our callers and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash hope. And we thank you. Our materials and past programs are available at HopeForTheHeart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.